Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. And this is Pixel. <laughs> and I'm Jenna. And we got to see Just Seth and Pixel dancing this time for the intro. Love me, Seth. <clears throat> so welcome to the show. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, kind of a potpourri of things here. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Seth since he's obviously getting his head licked. <laughs> and no, that's not a euphemism. Oh, boy. Ah, no more. <laughs> All right, Seth. So, Father, you, you must be clean. Right. <laughs> Seth, tell us about uh, Magic the Gathering, the one card or the one ring. What's going on there? Oh, Magic the Gathering is releasing a uh, a Lord of the Rings themed set. Cats, sorry, listeners. <laughs> he is very wants attention right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Magic the Gathering is releasing a uh, a Lord of the Rings themed set called Tales of Middle Earth. And as part of that set, they are releasing. <laughs> sorry, they are releasing a bunch of uh, limited edition cards. Like there's going to be just normal uh, ring cards uh, that you can find and use, but there's only going to be one, the one ring. And uh, let me share my screen here so you can all see. Oops. Nope, that's not it. Share screen. They have added options. Don't. There we go. So this, once it comes up, is going to be Ooh, that looks a sweet. one of a kind double foil ring that is one of one written in elvish and uh yeah like i said there's only gonna be one so how do you how do you have a chance at at securing one of those cards the one card uh it's going to be in collector's sets so you have collectors to buy, packs you have to buy a collector's pack and then hope you get lucky and get it yeah and, and if not, you do get lucky what do you think it's going to be worth, Seth? Uh, there's no telling what it's going to be worth. Uh, there's already people making offers of $50,000 for uh, someone to throw it in a volcano. Really? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
my god that is awesome <laughs> yeah, so. look, it's gonna suck if someone just like puts it in a card protector and mounts it on a wall somewhere and it's never actually used in gameplay yeah like you have to throw this if you've got it you have to throw it out in gameplay at least you better and then you laugh maniacally like they have to let you laugh maniacally uh also coming are uh special uh rings of power so these are gonna be uh also limited sets uh they're soul rings basically if you're familiar uh if you're familiar with uh, magic the gathering there's a card called soul ring it's a one cost artifact that uh, you tap for two mana it's in every commander set but they're going to theme these around uh i believe there's going to be 900 that represent the rings of men 700 that represent the rings of dwarves and 300 that represent the rings of uh the elves hmm. and there's like the, 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 it's just a kind of a fun limited edition thing where if you get one of these, you're just going to be like, holy cow, it's so cool. I'm selling it immediately. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> right. wants a new 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to buy some of these packs and hope to get lucky, Seth? I, I, I understand math well enough that I'm not going to go searching for the one ring. There's somebody out there who's gonna, who's probably planning on the ring, uh, br the one ring bringing in a hundred thousand dollars or so, and he's gonna spend ninety thousand to get on it. collectors packs trying to find it. Right. And I'm not gonna do that. I'll yeah. buy a couple collectors packs, maybe. Yeah. I just have a Willy Wonka's golden ticket going through my head. Oh, yeah. Right. Feels like pro feels proper for this scenario. It does. All right. Cool. Well, now, before we move on, isn't there some, hasn't there been some like a controversy over some of these cards in this set now because of changing the skin colors of some of the characters? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, they revealed a, uh, a card with Aragorn and, uh, Man, I can it names. I'm just bad at names. Eowyn? No. Yes. Arwen. Aragorn and Arwen. Uh, so that they released. If I could have found a picture of that, it would have been great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Aragorn and Arwen. Uh, they uh, they released a picture or a card of them, and. It shows uh, that Aragorn had. Oh, uh, hold on. Shares. I've got. I've got it now. Share screen. There. Go. So you can see how this is gonna make some of the shittier nerds angry. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. <laughs> I know, right? How dare they? They've made. They made Aragorn black. A person of color. Oh. Yes. Which well, that's I, good. Yeah. I think it's cool. Like, I don't care. I think it's rad. It looks like a good piece of art. And people are going to just get so 
butt hurt over it. Mm-hmm. I'll take their cards. <laughs> I mean, specifically, specifically, I will take this card and put it in my sapling deck because whew, it would make it wrong and awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, it just uh, it's interesting the gatekeepers on some of this stuff. Uh, as I'm kind of like with you, so I'm like, who cares? It's you know, let's let's honor all the nerds. Exactly. Well, I mean, specifically, even like Aragorn was is of the race of Numenor, the ancient men. Right. And like Linda and I. Oh no, you're just. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> I said you're just. just like... <laughs> I still didn't get it. You're what? Uh, you're obviously hard of hearing as well. So. Well, no, no Jenna started slow. speaking and it cut you out. I said you're just ancient. Oh, yeah. that's, ancient, where, well, that's yes. fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. This looks like uh, looks like some fun stuff coming out with Magic: The Gathering for sure. So okay, it'll be I, I, interesting to see how that uh, one ring card uh, value increases, or if, if it's ever found. I suppose it could maybe never even be found, right? That's a just sit Like I mean, they are selling them in like the collector like packs, so I'm guessing they're going to print far fewer of them. And with a prize like the One Ring, yeah. they're going to keep selling as long as that thing is out. Or no, no one's found it. But I mean, what if you just what if you got the One Ring and then you were just like Gollum and never told anyone and just <laughs> my precious looked at it every night and you were just like, it's mine. <laughs> right, my precious. <laughs> That would be the way to do it for sure. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's jump into uh, kind of a similar vein here. Uh, Magic. We'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, Shadow and Bone season two has just uh, started, and Linda and I have just uh, we're one episode in so far. I think the second episode's out at least. Uh, they might actually they might all be out. It's Netflix, right? So I think they released mm-hmm. the whole series. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty good uh, this season so far. Uh, for those of you that haven't watched uh, Shadow and Bone, um, it's basically a, a, a universe uh, consists of a number of nations. Um, and, I, you know, the whole series, I kind of like to think of it almost like um, not quite like Harry Potter, but that type of thing, only if it were to take place in Eastern Europe, right? Hmm. Um so they've got a bunch of different lands, um, <clears throat> and um, each, uh, uh, each of these lands uh, has elements of language and culture and traditions from countries of the real world uh, drawn on uh, real world uh, time periods. Um, so there, it's composed, uh, there's these uh, individuals called Grisha, which are a people that have been described as magic users. Um, and they're practitioners of what's called the small science, which reflects an individual's gift. Each holds to manipulate matter at its smallest molecular level. So there's some of them that can manipulate fire and, and some that um, are called heart renders, where they can control your 
your heart or your blood flow or whatever. Um, and um, some control like the winds and uh, they're responsible for making uh, these giant uh, land yachts essentially move through a um, an area of the world called the fold, which has been magically created uh, and is this dark, um, obscure area. Uh, if you go into it, it's filled with um, these horrible monsters, but it's the only way to get between certain areas of the world um, to travel through this zone. So you have to travel through and you have to have people there to help protect you as you go through on these giant land yachts. And you have somebody that's controlling the winds to propel the ship through the area. Um, Cause you don't want to have to walk through it or try to ride a, a horse through it manually. Um, and uh, it's, it's really a, an interesting world. And I love the characters and the character development, lots of unique characters and lots of different uh, story uh, veins going on there that uh, keeps your interest. So season one was really great. And uh, season two's uh, kicked off with a, a big bang. So if you haven't watched it yet, I would encourage you to get out there and, and check it out, especially if you're a fan of magic shows like Harry Potter or uh, some of the other ones that are out there. So now I, I avoided season one because I'm tired of Netflix's bullshit of leaving cliffhangers mm. and then not renewing the season. Uh, so now that there is actually a second season, I'll probably pick up the first All right. and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, Lynn and I like it. We have uh, a couple of friends. We come over on Friday nights and we catch up on the latest episodes. So it's uh, it's good watching and uh, we're all kind of hooked on it now. So I'm glad uh, mm -hmm. Netflix has chosen to keep it going. Um, I love the costuming um, and uh, the, the way the stories are starting to weave and, and connect. So uh, it's, uh, it's really good, really entertaining. Uh, so that's that. And then, um, I wanted to talk about something in the real world that's, uh, almost like, uh, teleportation technology realized. Um, mm -hmm. it's not really teleportation technology, but it feels like it. So, you know, uh, we've seen, you know, Amazon's been talking about using drones to deliver packages to people for a long time. Um, we haven't really seen that realized yet. And mostly I think that's because, you know, I just can't envision uh, a successful delivery system where you've got these drones with high speed propellers landing in people's yards, you know, and the noise and the, yeah. the risk to animals running up to see what's going on. And well, they, and don't, land though. they don't land though, right? They no, the, the, the Amazon, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Amazon's delivery system that Amazon's been talking about for years. So, oh, I, okay. I thought I thought Amazon had the one with the string that came no, on and no, no, okay. yeah. So, but there's this new company out uh, called Zipline, <laughs> and they've got uh, a system that uh, they're actually already using. Now, what you're seeing here in the picture uh, is one that's uh, being used. Uh, here, I think, in limited trials in certain areas of the U.S. already. Uh, and you can actually get on, if they're available in your area, you can order something and have it delivered to your house. And it basically gets delivered by drone. The drone flies overhead, and then it lowers this little autonomous, uh, semi-autonomous uh, vehicle. It's basically a mother there. What's that, Seth? It, it, it's, a, it's basically a mothership that, yeah. that's up above. Right. And so it lowers down this this other little drone thing that's got kind of its own little 
uh, uh, fan propellers on it to kind of orient it and keep it straight. You know, because we could obviously have uh, be doing trying to do this in windy conditions, and it can pretty much land right on a bullseye. It uses a military grade GPS so that it can, you know, uh, find a precise position and and hit the mark with uh, pinpoint accuracy. And what it does, it lowers this this package, this other. A semi-autonomous type drone lowers it down and it opens its bomb bay doors and drops off whatever package that you're looking for. Um, now they're also using this uh, in uh, areas uh, uh, other countries like uh, Nigeria um, where they're using it to deliver uh, needed supplies to hospitals. And uh, I saw there's a video out on YouTube that shows this uh, being used. Uh, which is where I first, Seth and I first uh, came across it, I think. And uh, they're essentially, uh, they've got two uh, facilities there in the country. One's, you know, in the north, one's in the south. And whatever hospital can get on there and send a request for either blood or plasma or medicine. Um, and these uh, come in and they currently they're launching these drones out with these medical packages about once every 90 seconds. They send a drone out. And they basically package it up, put it into the drone. The drone gets launched and the drone can be there in, I think it's like 20 minutes versus uh, a car ride because of the, the road conditions. and the a range of hundreds of miles. Yeah. Uh, 150 miles, I think, round trip is mm -hmm. what the, the drones are able wow. to do. But the, the car ride there, the guy... Uh, who was doing the video, he uh, showed the launching of the drones and then he took a car ride to the nearest hospital or they were sending these drones to and it took him almost four hours to get there. But the drone can get there in like 20 minutes. And they said these drones and this technology being able to deliver emergency blood and plasma has reduced um, maternal fatalities by 88%. Uh, you know, the mother gives birth, the, the loss of blood, uh, they have to do a transfusion. And uh, by having these, being able to, the, the physician to get on the phone and call up and have this blood delivered within 20 minutes has saved quite a few lives. So, and they actually interviewed Wait. some of the people that, uh, that have been, had their lives saved by this technology. There's an example of the, uh, the planes that are delivering this, this medicine and, and the plasma. Go ahead, Jenna. Uh, just curious, though, how long before these things start getting shot down because people want what's on them? Well, yeah, I don't know. The the it's it would be hard to know uh, what was actually it was carrying at that time. I mean, you know, you could shoot it down, and it could be plasma or blood. Um, yeah. Plus, I mean, right? the payload is for a single person, and right. if you're gonna like shoot down move, something moving that fast, uh, I think you're going to put more money into it than you'd get out of it from the, the, the just enough medicine. Like the, mm -hmm. the, the ones that we're looking at right now seem like they're going to be shot down a whole lot, especially in America. Because uh, <laughs> guns, you know. Because guns. Uh, but uh, one, you're going to have to be a pretty good shot because it's going to be a ways up. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing was they were talking to some of the physicians at the hospital, like, uh, you know, what do you think of these things? Have you, what do you think of the way they're delivered? So essentially the, the drone flies overhead and the Bombay doors open and the package falls out and a parachute uh, inflates and it lowers itself slowly to the ground that way uh, in a specific area of the hospital where they've reserved for these 
um, drones to drop their payloads. And uh, some of the doctors they said talked to said, well, um, I've actually never seen it happen. I've got uh, gotten a number of packages from them, but they're so quiet we never hear them. Um, they just fly, they fly so far overhead and they're very quiet and they basically just open their doors and the package just drops to the ground and they go out and they get a text on their phone when it's been delivered and they go out and there it is. And, uh, they grab it. What's that? I love living in the future. I know. Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll make, I, I, I'll, we'll send you the link to watch the video. Uh, it's by Mark Rober, the guy who does the the uh, anti-porch pirate uh, videos yeah those? Mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah. Really well, we'll put that in the comments section of the uh the video when we put it out so yeah but uh like the first one that we saw the one the the one that bill was talking about where they're delivering medical supplies with it uh they actually sh- like they keep the drones in pieces and then they just like assemble them in the launcher and then disassemble them when they come back. It's really cool. Yeah, and it, it's kind of unique the way, uh, not only the way that they they launch them, but the way they retrieve them too. So they launch them, uh, they put them on this like uh, uh, catapult, similar to what uh, the way they launch uh, aircraft on aircraft carriers, um, which what it does, the catapult launches the thing at a high rate of speed to get it up to, I think it travels at 90 miles an hour, I think was the speed. And they say faster than that. It launches it uh, at its cruising speed so that (laughs) it has to use less because it's all battery powered. So that way it has to use less energy to get up to its cruising speed. Uh, It's already at its cruising speed as soon as it hits the air. And then when the thing comes back, there's not a big uh, a big landing pad they need or anything. Basically, uh, it approaches. And as it approaches, these two uh, towers uh, pull up this. Um, arrestor cable that comes up into the air and catches the drone and the drone just gets caught on the cable and dangles down and then they just come and they grab it, pull the wings off, pull the battery out, put a new battery in there, put fresh wings on and uh, load whatever payload and put it back in the launcher for the next round. So it's uh, really cool to watch and, and amazingly an efficient operation. They were showing some of the behind the scenes about how long it took them to perfect the technology and how many people told them that it wasn't going to be viable uh it wasn't going to be affordable you know and all this kind of stuff and they they come wrong and the guy um actually uh that's kind of behind it um was educated here at at harvard i think they said um uh, but he was a part of uh, the genocide that happened in that area. And his uh, parents and siblings were all murdered. And actually, oh he himself uh, got hit in the head with an axe or a hatchet oh. or something. And because and, they were trying to murder him, but he managed to survive. And uh, so he not only did he survive, but he went on to create this, this uh, <laughs> uh, wonderful uh, technology that's using to save so many other lives. So. It's kind of uh, kind of cool the way uh, stories like that uh, turn out. So, but yeah, we'll put the uh, put the link in there so people can see it. It's uh, it's amazingly efficient, and I think that's probably the way Amazon should be looking at doing their deliveries. I don't know if this company has patented that that system that they've got where they lower that separate vehicle down on a cable and have it drop your package. But it's going to bring chimneys back into fashion. <laughs> yes, 
right? I'm just hoping that Amazon doesn't buy that company. Yeah. I know. That would be really sad if they bought it and then they didn't use it for anything other than delivering their Yeah. Their I know. Stuff. Because it sounds like it's needed for areas like that where they need high transport medical supplies and or resources in a quick way that, you know, maybe doesn't have the infrastructure to allow that. Like, uh, but they were also talking about how, like, the drones that uh, deliver via the zip line, that was going to reduce the number of delivery vehicles that needed to be out on the road and consuming right. fossil fuels and... But, right. but they even talked about using it for like uh, replacement for uh, the way Uber Eats delivers food now. So you don't have to have all these cars on the road delivering food to people that are calling up and say, hey, I want a, you know, a cheeseburger delivered. Um, now you have these uh, rechargeable drones uh, <laughs> that delivered instead of, you know, a 2000 pound automobile, you're paying for the the fuel to run a 2,000 pound automobile to deliver a sandwich. Now you've got this small lightweight drone. It'll probably ran by a computer shortly. Yeah. Right. Right. So that'll be interesting what then what it does, because this used to be a really flexible way for people to make money. And now there will be no market for them to flexibly make money in this way anymore. Right. Plus, so yeah. plus capitalism. It'll also eliminate a bunch of cardboard waste. So right. that would right. be nice. Packaging and yeah, because yeah, uh, the the drones that drop the that drop the little unit, uh, they're usually packed with a paper bag as opposed to a as opposed to a box. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Living in the future is fun. <laughs> well, some bits of it. Uh, true, right? So now that uh, one more thing that impacts people's lives, at least in the area of Omaha, we are having our Japanese convention, Kanpai Con, here April 7th and I believe 8th. Um, sorry, 7th through 9th. And it's here in Omaha at the Hilton Hotel versus the Mid-America Center. So basically it's all things Japanese culture in terms of anime, manga, and uh, video games. So if that is, you know, up your alley, you might want to come check it out. Can wear your cosplays. Yeah, do you usually go to that, Jenna? Uh, I went to it one year. I haven't made it since because, you know, COVID and babies. (laughs) Right. But it looks like fun. And uh, I I know I've got a friend whose daughter's really into anime, and I'm kind of sent it their way so that they can go experience that as family. Nice. Cool. All right. And uh, just a reminder to folks, uh, the uh, D&D movie is coming out soon. Actually, by the time this episode airs, it will actually be out in theaters. So uh, we're going to check that out. and We'll be reviewing that on a future episode as well. So be sure to check back for that. Um, anybody have any other uh, closing thoughts or comments before we uh, put it in the put it in the box? Put it in the and deliver uh, it. line <laughs> delivery system. <laughs> And the uh, just is launched at 150 miles an hour out our <laughs> window to your mouth, into your head. Right. All right. This uh, seems like there's a lot of interesting either shows or technology coming out. So if anyone wants us to talk about that, uh, definitely send it our way. Yeah, let us know. We'll put it on. So, 
All right, folks. Well, thank you all for tuning in, listening, and we will see you next time. Until then, uh, get out there and check out some of this fabulous technology and be sure to check out some of the shows and stuff that we've talked about. And let us know what you think in the comments section. Until then, we will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.